1: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on
0: SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk the week that was in pro wrestling, especially the big signing of Paul White to AEW, knowing their relationship, Mark and Paul Whites should be an interesting discussion right now on the Busted Open podcast. Mark, you're the perfect person to have on this Friday because you look back. Oh, shuts. <laughs> you look back at this week. Uh, excellent Raw. Excellent impact, excellent AEW and NXT. The ratings are up across the board, so more people are tuning in on this road to WrestleMania 37 and revolution that we're going to see yeah. uh, on the 7th of March. But, Mark, the big news, and I do mean big, is the big show. Paul White has signed with AEW. Word came down as... Uh, Tommy and I were talking to Lance Archer on Wednesday morning. Uh, I know that you are very, very close. You're friends with Paul White. Were you shocked or surprised by the signing by AEW?
1: You know, I really wasn't shocked or or surprised because about, three weeks prior to this, um, he posted something on social media saying that he was no longer the big show, that he was now Paul White. And I went, what? And I talked to him about it and he just explained that, you know, like he still felt like he had a lot to offer the business and he didn't think that he was going to get that shake. And that was probably about the end of the conversation. And I was like, well, I hope that it all works out. So when I heard it, I realized that, you know what? Business is business. And they didn't come to an agreement. And after almost a 22-year relationship, uh,
0: Paul White's moving on to AEW. And you just said something that I think most people would agree with when they look at Paul White right now. And you said that he still has a lot more to give to the business because, We've talked about this on the show. We talked about it with him when he was a guest on this show, Mark. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. Like, you know, for somebody who, yeah, I mean, he's been around for decades, but he's still in his 40s. He just turned 49. He just celebrated his 49th birthday. But in the last few years, he's probably been in the best shape that he's been in the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, and and healthy. Yeah. Um, For a while there, he was injured. He was nursing old battle wounds and stuff like that. And he got he got healthy. And, you know, like, you do all that work. And you think, okay, I'm going to get in the ring and I'm going to have a run. You know, they bring me back. I'm going to do something against Randy Orton. And he steals it. Like, that match that he had with Randy Orton was, like, really top-level... Uh, one of the best matches in pro wrestling in the world at that time. And you only get a small sample size because he's not involved in the day to day programming. Yeah. Um, The optics were, I don't think were great because they couldn't, couldn't get to an agreement, but um, you just have to count it as business. Like, you know, Um, without getting into details, um, I know what he brings to the table and he's going to be able to lead the locker room. He's going to hold people accountable. Um, when it comes to marketing, um, he'll be a strong suit and he'll be able to teach the other talent how to do that at a high level. And he's a draw. When he walks in the room, he becomes the room like people, the he he's the son, and I know that they're going to use him at that capacity more not, more than in the ring, I think organizational and you know just how to tell a story, and you could do less and get more out of it by doing like this. And that kind of information to the right guy or the right girl will um, change the whole complexity of the way that they work.
0: Is this next level for AEW? When you saw that AEW signed, you know, Paul White, are you like, all right, this
1: now this brings credibility or more credibility to AEW? Well, it's bringing them more credibility, but more than anything, it's giving them more education. Mm-hmm. It's like sending somebody to school to get their master's or their doctorate. Like now you're you have great talent, but now they're going to go through the the process of getting their doctorate. They'll be able to really be able to not only do whatever it is that they learn, but they'll be able to teach it. They'll be able. To, it, it'll be second nature to walk out there and do and be what it is that they're. Uh, portraying
0: it and like you just said like to the experience and being able to teach the locker room he's going to be on the microphone as well uh he's going to he said that he's going to step into the ring he could still do it so i mean i would think that having him a part of this company is going to bring aew to an excellent it's you can make the case this is the biggest star connected with AEW. I know they have Sting, and Sting's a Hall of Famer. They have Jericho, who's on his way to be in the Hall of Fame. And but Paul White is somebody that, like, even if you're not a wrestling fan,
1: you probably know The Big Show. Yeah, I mean Captain Insano. Yeah, <laughs> you got you. You know who this guy is. Yep. You know he's been in movies. He's been around for multiple decades, and uh, when you when you can say that imagine all the people that have seen him in his career, the millions and millions and millions of people that, you know, know him from sight. If he did a state farm commercial, people wouldn't go, who's that? They'd be like, Oh yeah. my big show is on the state farm commercial. Like he, he gives that. And they, they also are on the same network with a show Called Go Big Show. Why not bring him in to that program? You don't have to say his name is Big Show because the show is called Big Show. It's like <laughs> with Paul White. I mean, it's yeah. just like it's a it's a spin on things, a play on things. And I think that, you know, there there's so much that they could do with him that, you know, it'll be valuable to their brand. We had Ric
0: Flair on the show yesterday. It was Ric Flair's birthday yesterday, and we talked about, about Paul. Happy White. belated! Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he celebrated pretty good last night. But like woo. he mentioned that, yeah, woo. Uh, he mentioned that you know he's sad to see him go. You know, he's sad that he's leaving the WWE, and he wished him well with AEW. When you look at the Big Show and he's your friend, like, I know, like, it's. It, this is a big commitment. I mean, it must be very, very tough to leave a company that you've been associated for two years. But uh, I, I think the sky's the limit because you mentioned something that was really interesting. And I felt this about the Big Show lately. They, they could have used him better. I mean, I just felt like there there was they changed him so many times, his character, his personality. I'm glad that he has a new home. And I'm sure by being in a new home, he's got a new purpose and, you know, a new kind of lease on life as far as his career is concerned. I'm really excited to see
1: what he's going to do with AEW. You know, what I'm excited. But, you know, it's like um, when I retired. I knew I wanted to retire three years before. It was like, man, I'm going to do it because I can do it. But mm-hmm. I have other visions of what success looked like at that point. Big Show was not in that spot. He still wanted to work. He's like, man, I'm, I'm better than these people. These people are not nowhere near me. I'm 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 light years ahead of these people. Why am I not doing anything? Because the optics they want to go younger. They wanted uh, to use other people that they had, and maybe use that person to make people know who this new person was. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't there yet, and he did a lot of giving the rub to a lot of people, but. You usually want to give the rub when you're on your way out, right? Yeah. When you're when when you when you're giving a rub, when you still feel like, what? I'm better than this person. Like, put me in here. Let me draw money. Then, you know, you're going to come to disagreements.
0: I also feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, Mark, because you would know. I mean, you're going to know a hell of a lot better than me. Okay. But I just oh, felt... Mean- all right, well, yeah, let me finish first before you tell me I'm wrong, because you might tell me I'm wrong. I just feel like in the world of pro wrestling, I don't know, the last 10 to 15 years, that they really haven't used the big guys the right way. Like, you know, the big guys were always dominant in the world of professional wrestling. Like, I just don't feel like it's almost like there's a stigma about the big the big guys in wrestling that they've gotten smaller that they they've gone to the more athletic instead of using the right way the big man in wrestling am i off by saying that
1: yes no you're not (laughs) Uh, i'm joking (laughs) Hey everybody, this is Fran
0: Fraschella, host of the podcast World of
2: Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game.
3: Markovic fires it in to
0: Mickey, and somehow it
2: goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches,
0: and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world.
1: Real Madrid have stolen V- from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. You know, there
0: is a lot on the table for today, Justin, because this has been one hell of a week of pro wrestling, starting Sunday with Elimination Chamber and then all the way with AEW and NXT. Ratings are up, especially uh, Wednesday night. So it's an exciting time. But I, w- I think everybody would agree that the big news excuse the pun, would be that uh, Paul White signed with AEW. Justin, did you see it coming, and how surprised were you when word came down on Wednesday morning?
3: Hell, no, I didn't see it coming. Nostradamus (laughs) didn't see this coming. (laughs) uh, There's so many layers to this. Hopefully we have enough time or whatever to to go through. I mean, first off, he is, uh, Paul White signing with AEW, he is the first talent to sign with AEW, who has previously had some run with WWE? This includes Jericho. This is the first one that truly surprised me. Where I go, I thought that was going to be a lifer. When I say lifer, I mean even when their in-ring career is done, they're still an ambassador. They're still mm-hmm. always contractually tied to the company in a very close way. You know, even Jericho, you know, I, he's such a such a free spirit. I'm not surprised. That, you know, we saw, we've seen him in Japan. Obviously, he's with AEW. Big Show, Paul White is the first one who I'm just like for the run that he's had. You know he comes in and out at times in these in these last couple of years. You know, largest athlete in the world has done a lot of mainstream crossover. That you know he was just on Raw back in January. Granted, it was getting verbally ran down by Randy Orton. I wonder if that was on purpose. Now looking all in hindsight, but it, it this just you know and, and but Dave, what's most interesting to me is is how this has come out because this wasn't something that was scooped by a wrestling news site. This was AEW putting the, announcing themselves. Putting the press release out, but I'm surprised they did it on Wednesday, ahead of a Dynamite that was taped. So he wasn't going to be appearing live. I'm surprised that they wouldn't either wait until next week till it gets closer to the live March third edition, or they wouldn't just let him show up on Dynamite. Because if he just shows up on Dynamite, with most of us, yeah, I don't know about Mark, but but for most of the wrestling world not being in the know that he is that he's done with WWE, if he would have showed up on Dynamite unannounced, given this this revolving door, this invisible door that's going on with all these cross motions, the, the immediate buzz on social media would have been like, Oh my God, has yeah. WWE just walked into AEW? So I'm surprised that they, you know, that, that they decided to put it on a press release because the show that he's commentating on doesn't start till mid March. So there's no rush there. That's the one thing that kind of runs through me is I'm, I'm excited to see it, but I was interested in the timing and last thing on timing how interesting that he is going to be on dynamite next week. His first dynamite he's going to be on is the same dynamite that they're doing a a match with Shaq. And how many years do we hear rumblings of, they were trying to get a Shaq big show match in WWE and it never happened. It's Mm.
0: true. I mean, think about it, Mark. We we've heard that for like justice said for years, a Shaq and big show in the ring together and big show got into tremendous shape, hoping that that probably was going to happen at a WrestleMania and, and look, again, this guy's still in his 40s. He just turned 49. He's in phenomenal shape. I know they're going to do more than just in-ring, but that's going to be a part of it as well. And, you know, Justin, we talked about it. Very, very exciting. You're right about the timing of it, but, you know, the rating was very high for AEW. I think over 80,000 people watched AEW as opposed to last week. So maybe had to do with ratings, but it's interesting in the timing of it, but... It's a big signing for them, no doubt
1: yeah it's- well I, I I tell you man um I don't know if if there's been bigger news right now, um not just this year, but maybe the whole pandemic, like you know we we talked about um who would it what, who would it be and uh what if a major entity from wwe went to aew um this is this it's the big show like man i wouldn't have guessed that in in a million years
3: yeah i think the two the two significant things i take away from this is one uh and the more immediate is the effect he can have on their big men in aew aew's got lance archer they got wardlow you know they know they, they, they got brian cage uh but you know we haven't seen Consistently, like a, a whole lot of momentum for the big guys, at least at least compared to the potential we all put that they have. So I think you know you look backstage. You know, there's Billy Gunn, there's Arne Anderson, there's a lot of veteran talent that's working with AEW in a, in a producer capacity. But Big Show is the only giant they have. So I think that's interesting what he could offer them in the immediate, and then in the long term. This this moves the, the this moves the goalposts, this moves the precedent of like, hey. If Big Show, a 20-year vet, who, again, largest athlete, is something you just think that WWE would just hold on to forever and never let him go, if Big Show can show up in AEW and AEW has the financial backing to satisfy him and, and, and what have you, if Big Show can do it, 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 really, it really shortens that list of people you might think that are off-limits to ever, ever show up in AEW if, if, if business um, ends w- w- with Vince.
0: Well, you just said the wrestling business, and and at the end of the day, it's business. As a Cowboys fan, I never thought Emmett Smith would play for another team. You know, you never you never thought things like that would happen, but they do. And I and I think that whole like brand loyalty thing that the fans put so much stock into, you know, the actual people who are involved in it. It's a different story because at the end of the day, it is a business, Justin. So I find it very, very interesting. And and again, the roles that he's going to play uh, once this comes into play is going to be interesting as well. On the other side with the WWE and you look at NXT – at the Performance Center, their biggest incoming class at the Performance Center. And when you look at some of the wrestlers that are coming in, you look at like an L.A. Knight, you know, you know, Eli Drake or uh, a of Valkyrie. These aren't exactly people that are not new to the business. These are people that have been involved in the business for decades now. So it's an interesting new class that's coming to the Performance Center, Justin.
3: Yeah, there might be um... – it's hard because because the performance center since has been around. They, they've they've had so many people come in, and certainly there's been a revolving door. Some don't make it; it's not for them. But there's been so many classes, so it's hard necessarily for me to c- categorize and say definitively. But I have a hard time recalling recently when there's another class coming in that's had more buzz by volume mm-hmm. than this class. You know, because you mentioned there's a, there's a lot of talent who it's not. This is not this is not the class that is filled with the football players who they're having to teach the psychology of the business to, and already just had the athleticism, you know, there's a lot of guys and girls who have been in the square circle in different places. And it just, now they finally have found their journey here and and it's names, you know, whether it's names like Taya, like you mentioned, uh, you know, who have been on TV in other places or whether it's um, you know, people who've Parker Boudreaux, the, the university of central Florida uh, football player, who's, who's dropping that to go pursue this career. I mean, God, he was asked, he was brought up on, a, on the Triple H media call the other week. The guy hasn't took a bump on TV, but because of his look and resemblance to Brock Lesnar and, and all, and all these people that have seen him or touting him, you know, he's being talked about. I've already seen fantasy booking of him being like the, this, the, the, the k son of Brock Lesnar. And then you have Bronson or uh, Rex Steiner, the um, uh, son of, of Rick Steiner. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of talk around him because of his look and resemblance, but of course his father, you know, just a tremendous athlete and competitor both in the amateur world and, uh, and, and the pro wrestling career so yeah there, there's a lot of potential coming to this and I think it's it, it's fun because as we are hopefully coming around on the backside of this you know dark period of wrestling in the sense of you know no fans and, and hopefully we start to get back at some point this year to to some of the normalcy it, it, it's fun to think of like what is coming in and what they're grooming and they're ready to unleash when they can fully unleash in front of a, in front of a live crowd.
1: Yeah, I'm really. You don't want to rush that, that, though. You don't want to rush all that stuff. You got to let it, let those people get seasoned and understand and play at the level that they would be put in, and you know, because you got to be, you got to kind of represent that person. If you can't work like that, then you're going to do them a disservice.
3: No, that's a good point Mark and I, I guess it's be interesting too with these with this class coming in is that normally you know a class would come in and aside from the NXT TV product they would have a set, another NXT loop that's just going around Florida you know doing house shows essentially and those new recruits whether they're getting just to watch how to work in front of a crowd or if they get to actually experience it you know we don't know when that is going to come back so you you are right Mark there there is there might be a time adjustment because you got to let them work in front of a crowd It's something, you know, that, you know, that, yeah. if you throw them out on TV in the closed set of NXT and then expect them to immediately flip on and, and have, you know, a crowd, whenever that switch could be flipped, that could be a, 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 a nasty adjustment. You can't unsee what you see on live TV.
0: So when you look at like a, a tie uh, and an LA Knight, you know, formerly Eli Drake, are those wrestlers, Justin, that you think is like, Hey, they're going to only be with NXT, maybe for a cup of coffee. Cause these are seasoned veterans, or uh, you know is this like hey just to get you acclimated to the quote unquote WWE way and you'll soon see them on the main roster or do you think this could be a lot longer than that
3: in my opinion i don't think that just just because they've had the season they've had and the experience i don't think that necessarily I mean, I guess it all depends on how they connect to it. It could, I mean, because they could, they could be perfectly ready for Raw or SmackDown. That could be, that could be decided within a matter of weeks of of just seeing like, all right, yeah, they're ready for Raw and SmackDown. What's going to be asked of them. But if there's not a spot for them, or if, Hey, you know, we're already getting ready for Adam Cole to go here. We're getting ready for, for Karrion, you know, if if it doesn't fit and the timing doesn't work, you know? So I, I think, you know, you go to, you go through NXT kind of as like the formality, kind of like the orientation, so to speak, of here's how we do things in our house. Um, but at this point, I don't think that if you hang around NXT for a longer period of time than somebody else, I don't think that that's a, a like a, like a damnation on you. I don't think that's like a, a knock on you. It's, it's just that, Hey, you just happen to really fit in this NXT thing we're doing right now. And we don't want to, we don't want to just send you to Raw or SmackDown and have you be in the conga line for the 24 seven title in a matter of weeks. You know what I mean? I, I so I don't think it, that, that that whole, again, that's why I get so kind of uh, on the main roster term. Even though Raw or SmackDown is different money and it's different distribution and more eyes, I just feel like when I say main roster, NXT is just not that developmental, not in the same way at least. It is truly kind of its alternate third brand.
0: I understand that um what we talk a lot about the, the relationship with peacock and the deal that happened with wwe and peacock but now wwe has a deal with a and e the a and e network where they're gonna have two new shows a biography show and then also wwe's most wanted treasures is there anything you can tell us about that justin well
3: yeah i know the treasures thing has been talked about uh some some concept of it has been talked about for a while this even th- th- this has been a conversation you know even to um to, to, to talking about having a physical hall of fame, about trying to, um, have, have physical things, robes, titles, pictures, belts, um, to curate a physical hall of fame, which I still think one day they will do. And I think Mm -hmm. it would be great to do it in Florida, a a tourism spot. And that's their WWE headquarters of the south but going back to this show I, I know that something like this again about documenting something like this has been talked about for a while and it's been in concept I think it's great to see them working with A&E and, a and um, again just another place for them to be on the dial it's that's it, just good to see WWE people and WWE conversation and, and, and artifacts if you will you know again one more place in the dial as they're making their move in the mainstream and, and I think the people that I've read Uh, that that are going to be involved in some of these that are gonna be featured and that are gonna be, you know, doing some of this treasure hunting all again, very recognizable names and faces that will grab people of different eras, you know, can grab people from, you know, even dating back to you 20, 25 years ago who may have dropped off. So I I see no, no bad in this. Uh, I'm I'm excited as a fan. I don't know how you wouldn't be. I love this kind of stuff. I mean, any of us who are fans, whether you collect action figures, books, titles, whatever, t-shirts, whatever. I mean, this is, this will be fun to see what they truly do. Uh, um, you know what they do find, and 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 what's talked about.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. And uh, one last thing: um, last night, well, yesterday was Ric Flair Appreciation Day. I say it should be a national holiday. It's Ric Flair's birthday. Uh, do you have a favorite Ric Flair moment?
3: Oh, you know I love. i I always i it's one of my favorite rumbles to watch i love rumble 92 i love the story Uh, and heenan with the just the the soundtrack of just begging and pleading uh for for mercy on rick and then god one of the greatest live post-match promos there's no there was no three or four takes it's live the sweat's falling off i mean jeans yelling at somebody put the cigarette out so i love that rick you know and it's him him coming from the you know the nwa world and coming into the wwe world uh which was just a a huge deal in that in 92, 91, 92. So that one always sticks out. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, him and him and Sean and and the, the, I'm sorry, I love you. I mean, that's just masterful work. Awesome. I mean, there's so much. And then I I, I think about, I got to, I've gotten to meet and work with Rick several times. So those all stand out, you know, anybody, I mean, I, I don't, you know, anybody who gets to say that anybody who gets to start their story with one time in a bar with Ric Flair, you, you know, it's like, it, again, <laughs> you, you asked me a minute ago, like yeah. you know, 15, 15 years ago that I think I'd be on a national show uh, with ACDC rocking and, and Mark Henry headbanging. It's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, you say, all right, if I can say that I was once in a bar with Ric Flair and, and, and did this anything happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, so but yes, rumble 92.
0: Also, too, on our interview yesterday, he said that he he believed Charlotte's better than he ever was. And we talked a lot about the greatness hate when it comes to Charlotte as well. And you can hear that clip at Busted Open Radio and on the Sirius XM app. But uh, always a controversial topic when you talk about Charlotte Flair.
3: Well, well, she's, good I mean, God, she's talented. So, yeah. but, you know, I mean, obviously this is a father, you know, this is very humbling and sweet of him to say, you know, I, I, I've i heard him say, in, you know, in so many words before, like, you know, now, you know, it used to be the rub when you'd have like Charlotte with him, especially in the NXT days. Now it's a, it's a rub that he gets to be, you know, he gets the rub off of her. I mean, you're Ric Flair. I, I don't know if I can ever quite subscribe to that. Again, it's very nice as a father, what he's saying. I think the, I think the controversy around Charlotte just becomes, in my opinion, from what I've what I've uh, observed is that, you know, she's been what five, six years, whatever it's been, and like already like twelve title reigns. And granted, titles f- change hands a lot faster and more frequent than they did, you know, back in, in Rick's day. But it's it's I think that's what it is. It's like you know, people talk about, oh, will she be the one to break the sixteen title reign? Uh, and, and I think it's just a matter of like, over what body of work and time period does she do it? You know, if Cena, Orton, Triple H, any of them do it. It's like you know, they've they've had the twenty you know plus career you know year career. I think it's just a matter of like. If Charlotte does it, it feels like it's it feels a little bit more man a little bit too manufactured, I think, right now. But there's no denying how talented she is. So if she ends up having a, a longer career, you know, maybe that's maybe that's how it ends, and maybe that is the most fitting thing that a Flair overtakes a Flair in that record book.
1: Justin. she's got oh, the opportunity. She's yeah. got the opportunity to do that. I mean, the, she's got time on her side. Uh, look at all of the great talents that are female wrestlers for the wwe right now um she could battle any one of those women and win or lose and not be hurt at all uh the future is getting even better uh i can see her having i can see ronda rousey coming back and having her having issues with with ronda rousey like there's a multitude of options for charlotte it's just that time is on her side. So I think it's inevitable.
3: Yeah. You, you know what I love real quick while we're on Charlotte is, is I, and I, this just shows you got a fans, be patient. If you guys remember this back when uh, Charlotte was in, a, in NXT and she was in the NXT uh, title picture, she might've been world champion, uh, women's world champion. There was a, there was a, a, an episode of raw where they let her go into raw. And I think she lost to Natty. She had a competitive match, but lost to Natty. And I remember the wrestling world. I remember the, 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 the social media and everything blew the f up uh, and, and because you brought charlotte on the raw and you had her lose you just buried her and like i remember thinking like guys hold up like that that, that was great she had to go on the raw and have a competitive match against a vet natty and, and like and people thought like her career was over i saw the the, the most cynical of cynical and i looked i always love to look back at that one every time i see charlotte now accomplish something or have a great match or a great promo, point. i'm
0: like man people patience have some patience, patience. yeah you gotta have <laughs> yeah. patience uh, Justin, as always, awesome talking to you on a Friday. Appreciate it. Same to you
1: guys. Hell of a show. Yeah. Hell, hell of, of a, a show. show.
0: Hell of a segment. Well, and again, I'm telling you, when the world opens up, the first live busted open show, we're all gonna be singing a whole lot of Rosie. Thanks again, Justin. Yeah.
3: Don't don't tell Bully I suggested the cosplay because I think he'll fire me from the show.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's easy. <laughs> we, won't, we won't say nothing. <laughs>
1: hey everyone this is lisa ann and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast the lisa ann experience this is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present including how i went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on sirius xm each week i'll introduce you to some of the people i've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. What what was that? Sounds of New Jersey? TSOP, the sound of Philadelphia. Yeah, I thought it was the sound of New Jersey.
2: Oh. Gabby's the the sound of New Jersey.
1: That's T-S-O-N-J. That's right. right. That would be
0: uh, Bon Jovi.
2: Bon Jovi, mm. not Saturday Springsteen,
1: Thursday. Bon Jovi, right? Not Springsteen. Yeah, I'm,
0: a, more of, I'm more of a Bon Jovi wow. guy than a Springsteen. Wow. Who,
1: okay, you got two dominant people from the same place. Who Who owns the town? Springsteen or Bon Jovi?
0: I think most people would say Bruce Springsteen, but when they're in their car blasting their radio, they're listening to Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. Nobody's in their agrees. car. Nobody's in their car blasting. You know the river. You know what I'm. What saying? is
2: it with all these divisions within the state of New Jersey? This kind of dichotomy here. It's either Springsteen or Bon Jovi, pork roll I'm or not
1: saying, I'm not, you know I'm not the one saying I'm that. Sorry, I don't. I don't even want to be that guy because I believe that you should be able to have everything. In life. that's right. I'm not saying you have to
0: choose one or the other. You don't have to choose. You don't have to choose. I. For myself, I'm more of a Bon Jovi fan than a Bruce Springsteen fan. Actually, I would take Skid Row over them all. How about that? Ooh, so so I'm, I'm
1: coming I'm coming to New York, New Jersey area uh, for the big event, uh, mm. myself and the big show, uh, on March the 6th. And Mike is going to take me to a sandwich place, a deli place. And I want to try the... Is, is, is you say it's the same thing like pork roll and Taylor, Taylor ham, Taylor yes. ham. Is it the, is it the same thing and it's called something different or are they two different things? No, it's the same thing and they're called something different
2: and they're both in, and the same thing is inferior to bacon. So why even try Mark? Hmm.
1: No, you gotta get like get the more, like, like, it's also like the people that are dumb and call it gravy when it's sauce. It's yeah. Same, Thank you. Thank you. Idiots. It's I sauce, no gravy. To you know what? You don't deserve to eat pasta. That's what you think. That's my You opinion. know what gravy is? It's yeah, it goes on mashed potatoes during Thanksgiving. That's
2: right. That's right. called a roux. You make a roux.
1: You, make a you add the roux, drippings. Put a little milk in it. Sorry. It's, just, it's just making me angry. And some butter and salt mm-hmm. and pepper, garlic powder, and onion powder. And there you go. Yes. You got gravy. Actually, no, no. My, paprika, brother I, my brother and I, my brother
0: and I in it's a La Greca show that's going to be available on YouTube very soon. We talk about this whole mess between North and South Jersey. It's like a war
1: between North and Central South. Jersey. That's that's ridiculous though. It's ridiculous. It's not a New war. Jersey. No, it's like it's saying North Texas arms. and South Texas is Texas.
2: I'm picturing what is it? The Sharks and the Jets.
0: <laughs> when you're in <laughs> New Jersey, you're Northern New Jersey all the way. Get me a pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich. Pork roll sounds like something that you're trying to get rid of. Mm. Like, I got, uh, uh, por- uh, I got this pork Jersey. roll. I got, got this pork roll I got to get rid of. na 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 Jersey. Central Jersey is where it's at. This is
2: what it's, it's, I'm trying
1: to tell Central everybody. Central Jersey
0: is Switzerland. They don't pick a
1: side. You would know That's Switzerland. That's That's where I want to live then. If I lived in Jersey, I would live in Central then. Because I wouldn't want to Freehold. be a part of one or the other. Uh, go to Guess Freehold, who's from then. Central Jersey? Bruce Springsteen.
0: Yeah, go to Freehold. Make sure you get, you take your shots. Let's go to Brandon <laughs> in Atlanta. What's going on, Brandon?
4: Oh, hey guys. I'm uh, sorry about earlier annoying uh, customer uh, work. You know how that goes. I, I yeah. we're giving you a
0: second chance, Brandon.
4: Don't ban me this time, Dave. Uh, I actually want to talk about t- talk. About I want let me Brandon. Talk.
0: Brandon, let me let me say this. I wanted to. Mark said no. So this is all
4: because of Mark Henry, All Famer.
1: Go ahead, Brandon. You're welcome.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I'm gonna put you over in a second, Mark. But I wanted to talk about Paul White first. Um, I like the signing. I think it's really awesome. But I'm curious to see what happens next. Not with the signing of Paul White or what he does in AEW, but what follows with it. With the dominoes of other people following in the same footsteps. Don't know, but I'm curious to see. But Mm. let me go and put over Mark Henry. Uh
1: oh. Because Mark
4: Mark actually inspired me to get back into, you know, my first love, which is wrestling and trying to get into the wrestling business. So maybe about two months ago, Mark was talking to I think Mark is from Omaha, talking to his son and, you know, telling him, you know how to uh, get into the the, the wrestling business and what steps. So I kind of took that same example, and living in in Georgia, made some phone calls and got in touch with surprisingly QT Marshall, which blew my mind a little bit. He gave me some connections with people to talk to, and now I'm a camera guy in the uh, in the wrestling business, which was oh, all
1: right, very awesome.
4: very surprising. But all I got to right, put over Mark because Mark gave me the idea. And I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Been wanting to tell you that for a while. And nice. I love what you're doing on Saturdays with uh, with Ryan. Dave, be nice to Ryan. Ryan is awesome. I am, no, listen. Yeah. I am nice yeah, to Dave. Brian.
0: I am nice to Ryan. He's on the air, isn't he?
4: I'm talking about with food, but you got to be nice to the beard. the beard. And you call him neck you beard. Because
0: he's got a neck beard. <laughs> I mean, no, I, 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 I'm the one that doesn't shave. That's not
4: me. So what is this? But but thanks guys. I love the show. Keep uh, it Mark, tight, I'll Mark. call you over, call you tomorrow. I have my sister on the phone. She loves the show too. We're going to try to, you know, get in and talk about Friday Night Smackdown, but All right. awesome. You guys. I, I listen,
0: it. I by the way, Brandon, thank you very much. And that's cool. You're living your dream. I listen to It Open every Saturday as well. I like Ryan a lot. You guys Live do a great dream. job.
1: Yeah. I Live love that. Dream. That's awesome, man. All right. Let we got a lot of people, what's gonna Mark. Happen. A lot of people want to talk about this let's whole Let's go, let's saucing, go. Let's get him in. Let's this get em. sauce
0: and gravy conversation. Let's go to Dave oh, no. in Queens. Dave, what do you got?
4: It's called sauce goes on pasta, gravy goes on mashed potatoes. Please don't kill my day. Please.
2: Thank you. Yes. There you go. Good man. Call of the Good day. Man.
4: Tell Love him, Dave. It. Oh, I just can't understand,
0: Greco. What are you thinking? I didn't What's say anything. I didn't say Dave anything. Think, look,
4: and when you're driving your car in Jersey, my choice is Springsteen. You could have Skid Row, and it's your choice. But sauce goes on pasta, gravy
0: goes on potatoes. And, and you're taking Springsteen over Bon Jovi? That's my opinion, yes. All right, well, everybody's entitled to your opinion, not somebody yeah, I not want to hang, he out. hang opinion, out with. not want to so hang out with Dave, but everybody can go. have their own opinion. You know, don't want to hang out with that guy, you know. It's, is it? But is it the gravy? Like the, you, so you call sauce gravy when it's got the meat in it? No. Why are you so? Don't tell me no. I just did. No. Let's go, everybody hey, no. say a little. Everybody say a little prayer. It's, I'm going to Rufus. It's marinara
2: had, when it doesn't have the meat in it.
0: Everybody say a little prayer. I'm going to Rufus. What's going on, Rufus? Hey guys, how
4: y'all doing?
0: What's going Tony. on, Tony?
4: Hey Mark. Well, I got I got two questions. All right, I got go ahead. Make questions. it quick.
0: All right, you got sixty so, seconds, so hurry up.
4: Okay, sixty seconds. When you when, when you're talking about gravy, stop using potatoes. I'm from North Carolina. We put gravy on everything: smothered chicken, smothered pork chops. That what I call a good rice. party gravy. Uh, rice, rice and pork chops. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So leave it lead bland ass potatoes out of it.
1: Chicken, <laughs> pork chop, and smothered pork. Okay. All right. James Brown used to say smother steak. Yes, baby. I said smother steak. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from nine AM to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.